Hi there and thanks for joining us on this week's podcast. I catch up with old friends who had to reinvent their pub post-pandemic, the Cork company looking after women's welfare and the planet and the first official use of the C word. I'm Jonathan Healy and this is Red Business. Red Business, Cork's exclusive business podcast. Now, my next guests are two brothers who had to reinvent their family business during the pandemic. And when I say reinvent, I mean reinvent. Richard and Duncan Blair of Blair's Inn. How are you, lads? Great. Thanks thanks for having us. It's good to talk to you. Now, we have to declare an interest at the very start that uh, Richard and I used to play with Star Wars figures when we were about six. Isn't that right, Richard? That's right, yeah, yeah, And I'd say they were my Star Wars figures, Jonathan. Yeah, but you weren't there because you were older and too cool to hang around with us, Duncan. Yeah, Yeah, so we're just going to put that out there. I still play with those Star Wars figures, You're never too old. To be fair, Johnny, you're never too cool for Star Wars figures. You're dead right, actually. There's loads of them in this house as well uh, that I still use on a regular basis. Um, Look, Richard, tell us about reinventing Blair's Inn because your dad would have set up the pub that became known as Blair's Inn and ran it a certain way and that was very successful and, and and ran for lots and lots of years and then the global pandemic hit. Yeah, so so we were Blair's Inn for 34 years, I suppose. And then come the 13th of March last year, we, we closed the doors and we immediately became Blair's Out. So we went from serving food inside to being a, a takeaway. And uh, I suppose um, we, we decided that the food should be Almost the same as what we were doing inside, uh, with a base emphasis on local quality, fresh ingredients um, that could be uh, delivered. But we had no idea what we were doing, did we, Duncan? Really? No, no. <laughs> I remember our first, our first um, customer. She came for corned beef and uh, dinner. They have a family of five or six of them. Little farmer up the road. She's, and I've, I've killed thanking her since. But she came for the first dinner of Blair's out, and she had to come back. I think she had to come back three times. Is it? Yeah, because we didn't know what we were putting things into, and she was just, <laughs> and, that, and that's how it started. And it was like, um, people, we we literally did not know what we were doing. I I remember actually the day he Vakers closed the schools, my first phone call was to the bank manager just to have a chat, and then it was straight up to Musgraves to buy as much takeaway containers as I could, um, not knowing what was coming, but I knew something was coming, and um, we, we still have a lot of those left. We still have a lot yeah. of those left. <laughs> yeah. but there, but there was things like, um, if you can imagine, um good friends of ours like the feedback loop was was very important because um for instance there's a good friend of ours from bishopstown that comes out to us regularly for for food and he he was sending me messages like i really enjoyed the college pie but by the way my car is absolutely destroyed <laughs> from the container that you put it into yes these are these are these are things that when you're running a gastropub you shouldn't have to worry about yet yet here we are yeah and that, and that was the other part of it then you you were sitting there on the first day wondering will this work because i suppose at blair's inn was always a very atmospheric um there's kind of i don't know it, well, well yeah when blair's in you you give you you, know, you paste food out and within you know we always tell the staff within a minute you check back on how we're getting on all the food is there yeah. and you check back in, and after at the end of the meal how did you enjoy your meal just fabulous. Actually, this wasn't right. Whatever, you know, we want to find out. But we're, the, the, I suppose the vacuum of, of no uh, feedback was kind of a bit of a worry. <laughs> it was. And, and, yeah. was. and there's also the thing as well. And people would often say to you about the pub, there's kind of magic in the walls. It's, it's, just, it's just a lovely feel to the place. And it's something I lived abroad in Richard too for many years. And you come back home and you'd feel it. You know, it's, it's like an extension of our house. And you wonder then, is the food 
they, to see the food stand up by itself was just very encouraging for us you know mm. that's, that's yeah and, and that's the real challenge for you because you you had to you had to shoot in the dark a little bit because you had to redesign the menu you had to get stuff that went into little pots and send it out but the the thing is lads it took off and you went from maybe given the odd bit of boiled corned beef down the road to people traveling from miles around to sample the fair yeah and i suppose um even even when um i suppose there was a the two kilometer limit um people stretched it a little bit or we had a fellow coming down every week from fountainstown that's just outside the 2k (laughs) but they were allowed to travel for food i think they were allowed i think people were just worried about stretching it too much but we we still have people come from all over and um like well, one, one of the best experiences I had was going over there and, uh, Richard, you were able to give me a takeaway pint. And at that stage, I hadn't had a pint, even if it was in a plastic glass, I hadn't had one for about six months. It was manna from heaven. Well, that was an amazing thing, like that, uh, especially the pints of Guinness. And uh, but we had um, that we had to go and collect the kegs, you know, but like we were able to keep going with, um, I suppose, to, to touch on another thing that, that improved during the pandemic was our relationship with our suppliers. Um, particularly local ones, you know, so the likes of um, Toomey's and McCroom, uh, and and more importantly, speaking of takeaway pints, Nine White Deer Brewery in Ballyvorney, yeah. and um, with you know uh, Gordon and Sinead down there, they, they kept brewing all the way through. So I, I'm not too sure if you got a, a stag stout that time or Guinness, but uh, but it was um, the takeaway pints was a revelation. Like God Almighty, as like we didn't have fellas, you know, queuing outside the, the bar within 100 meters like they did in, inside in the cities and towns, but they were taking them home, like you know, as like. Um, yeah, but you you you'd worked out that you could put cling film over the pints, then put an elastic band, and it wouldn't spill. Yeah, a friend of ours who owns a cafe gave us all those things. Yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. well, we give we give it to Johnny Mac inside Johnny Mac. inside Banning College National Coffee. Yeah. Coffee. He also picked up the Guinness for me as well because he's yeah. a van. Yeah. You know, it's very important. <laughs> you, you mentioned something there that's very important which is local and when we talk about what Blair's Inn is now like that local theme has been maintained hasn't it because you, you've restructured in what you've done and in many ways done things that you'd never have done prior to this absolutely that's very true yeah we, we now do pizzas and I, I, I remember <laughs> and that's another thing that we were kind of that Richard kind of and, and a friend of ours were on about for ages and I was going this is this is never going to work and they kind of, in fairness to them, they, they persevered with me and they, they just, did, we kind of did it. And um, it's kind of shown me personally, and I think we've learned that there's nothing out of the question, actually. And what's on the pizzas? So pizzas, so, so we've, we've won um, with uh, Pork Belly, our new one with Pork Belly, Jack McCarty's Black Pudding. Um, to, uh, to the Pork Belly's from McCroom. Yeah. and um, Black and, Pudding's from Cantor. Yeah, exactly. We call it the Pepper Pizza. Pepper Pizza. <laughs> for any bottles out there. Yeah. We spe- that's, that's our way of giving back to the dads out there. Yeah, you know? no more silly daddy. <laughs> yeah. Finally got her. So... <laughs> So uh, there's that, and I know we've a meat feast, you know, we've, and we've... Um, we're goobine treats, so um, from West Cork, um, with Jack McCarthy's smoked pancetta, goobine salami and that one as well. Yeah, yeah there's a local theme to, you know, to everything, really. There's a lot to be done with, actually. You can put lots of local stuff on a pizza, you know, yeah. like, and um, and it's the, the popularity of it, because it ties in well with the takeaways. Um, the reason being for the, the background is that, because we're opening up for outdoor dining only, um, in the summertime, summertime for us is traditionally a very busy time for tourists, no tourists. So we, we had to really uh, attract the local um, families and, and people that were kind of staycationers, all that. And, and it worked. It, it worked a treat. 
Yeah, and it was a great field from place. It was magic. It was honestly, you could see it was like being away almost. Yeah. Which is nice. And when the sun is shining, but um, how you're facing into another winter now, um, is the outdoor thing going to keep going? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we, we have it well covered and heated. Um, uh, the um, no, the inside now Sunday was it was a good test for us. We were it was lashing rain out there. We we got the we got the pizza oven up and running. We have a kind of cover for that as well. And we still had some people outside having a few drinks and a bite to eat. Um, mo- most inside, so that was actually. But the atmosphere again was lovely. We had the fires going, um, you know, and uh, and it was lovely and and cozy. Uh, but still well distant again we we plenty of space or lucky mm. you know that we can kind of give give people you know either a meter or two meters whatever they want um inside as well as outside no. so but i think the outside is still going you know on a clear night you know we've fires going we've all sorts it's it's a bit like winterfell you know it's like um if you can find some piece of an animal to throw over your shoulders, away you go. You <laughs> well, if, 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 if you could find the bit of the pig that was left over from poor old daddy yeah. pig, he could yeah. he could use that for heat. And lads, what does your dad make of all of this? The man who spent 30 years setting up this wonderful gastro pub uh, and now you're serving pizzas out the back. Yeah, well, well yeah. I, I suppose... Yeah, don't go that, so. yeah, no, it's, it's funny. He's, um, I think he's very encouraged by the support we're getting. I suppose, Jonathan, we're, what we're doing is we're straddling kind of two sides of the... Two sides of it, really, because um, we're we're after attracting families for so we're doing our takeaways, we're doing pizza with wings, burgers, but we're also doing things like um, I don't know, lots. I, I'm 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 the chef myself, so I do. I, I'm very into um slow cook things like pork belly, feather blades. Um, they're things that you can kind of um, make special, but in a kind of um, I, I suppose what we're, we're still trying to surprise people with the food, and. And we're still, I mean, it's all based on local, if that makes any sense. Um, yeah, but, but, but we're, not, we're not going all into fast food, if you yeah, know but, what I mean. Yeah, but back with that, though, like, as in, like, he's, 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 he's very encouraged um, by, by how well we're doing. He, he wasn't behind everything that we did. Um, as anybody that knew him as well, like, would have, like, you know, when, when people say to me, look at all the families around and the children in the garden, <laughs> your dad would have had a heart attack with any children near the river or anything like that, you know. Yeah, like, uh, like, uh, but but he's he, he, you know he's mellowed himself as well. Like so, he's he's delighted. He thinks it's great. You know, he really loves the outside area. Um, you know, as like, he's always got a bit of um, a bit of advice <laughs> advice inverted commas to give us. But like, um, it's always taken on board. You know, as like. And can can I just ask you that? Because I'm pre- presuming within the last year and a half, nineteen twenty months, there must have been times where you sat down and says. I don't know if we can keep going with this. I don't know if I can see myself still in business in two years, three years, five years time. Have you now got a business model that you're happy is going to keep Blair's in going for another 30 years? Well, I suppose what we're doing is we're, we're kind of riding the crest of a wave at the moment and it will settle eventually. But it's, I suppose the fact that we're just, we're very, we're, 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 we're dynamic. We're a small yes. company. We're able is, to adjust to it. So I think I think we've shown resilience. And yeah, well, I suppose the thing is we're quite positive people, you know, and yeah. we we have a bit of positivity. You know, I suppose with a pinch of kind of naivety, yes. which helps, you know. As like um, so we never thought that it wouldn't work. Um, we, we, but we, you know, as we didn't even think about it, we just did it, you know, and um, and that's what we do, you know. As and, like, we, and, um, and you know, we don't know how to stop either. I, I remember talking. Yeah, we just. Some I remember talking to um, Tim McCarthy from Chicken Inn. Um, back in April 2020 and it was one of those times you're wondering can we keep going it was because it was down to myself and Richard Richard at the start just Richard on wash up emails and me on cooking we just did the two of us for about 12 weeks was it mm. just trying to be as safe as possible because we didn't because no one knew what they were dealing with and then we brought her back but I remember Tim saying to me just don't stop because they'll forget you soon enough and that yeah. was that was a great 
that was great advice, advice. Yeah, yeah keep your connection with your customers and, and, and i suppose after being on our own first for those 12 weeks we've learned we can't do anything actually without our staff and they have been i suppose they've been our savior really they've been amazing they've they've yeah. like yeah. mary doyle who's with us there um 30 odd years um i suppose she'd be she wouldn't mind me saying she's a bit older and I would have been worried about her, I suppose, you know, because of you know the risks involved and all this. But no, she's taken this is like a challenge, and she's she's been amazing. She's pulled us through it, um, pulled us through it. We we we've we've got a new chef there for the last year and a half. I suppose we we call Ita for the last year and a half, and um, and she's been fantastic as well. It's kind of like we started again, and we've kind of come back stronger. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Well, look, all I can say is uh, you you recently won. Uh, the Happy Place Award from the Georgina Campbell Guide. And I think there's a reason why you did because it's the way that you guys run the business and you've responded to the challenges that are there. Uh, Richard, I'll bring the Star Wars figures over at the weekend and we can have a, a proper session like we used to have years ago. And as we always do, we'll exclude Duncan as we did when we were six. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good job. I'll bring the Guinness. Duncan and Richard Blair of Blair's Inn in Claro. Gentlemen, absolute pleasure and the best of luck to you and all the family. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you. Red Business. All that's best about business in Cork. Now it's the start of October and while you may only be starting to think about Halloween, my next guest is actually suggesting the time has come to start shopping for Christmas. Tracy Venables, co-founder of ShopInIreland.ie. How are you? I'm good, Jonathan. Thanks. It's the first mention of the C word uh, so far this year, but we won't blame you for it specifically. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about shopinireland.ie, first of all. Sure. Um, so I guess it's a website that works, you know, the same as Amazon and other websites that we're familiar with, where there's tens of thousands of products on there. But the unique point about our website is that you're buying from a small business that's based in Ireland when you're buying. So we've got about a thousand different businesses selling through there and we've got nearly 50,000 products on there. Um, really something for everyone. But when you're buying, you're buying, you're dealing directly with not us. We don't do the distribution. You're buying directly from the, the small business and that can be based anywhere in Ireland. Okay. Now it's a very crowded a marketplace because you, you've mentioned other brands there the amazons of this world what's different about you what's your usp well i guess we we're giving a kind of a leg up to the small businesses around ireland and i just uh just going back to the first um lockdown in march last year i remember you know i was at home uh like everybody else and just started gardening you know and uh, I wanted to buy something for the garden and I have a local garden center and I couldn't go there because they were locked, you know, down. Um, so I ended up shopping online and ordering it online. And even though the website said dot IE, uh, I then get notification that it was coming from Germany or somewhere. And it took weeks and weeks. And uh, and I just thought, what a shame that here I am buying something from Germany when I could have just walked down the road and, and bought it if the shop had been open, you know? Yeah, and, and, and we've spoken to a lot of people on the podcast uh, during lockdown and now post-lockdown that really benefited from that, this sense of goodwill that we had to support your own where it could possibly be done. The challenge is to keep that momentum going and how easy has that been? It's actually been easier than I thought because there's a couple of other um, 
you know, things that have come in this year that it really it's kind of been the perfect storm of making it really difficult to shop uh, online overseas. And um, one of those things, of course, is Brexit. And with the UK um, leaving the EU, most of our online shopping in Ireland is buying from the UK. But now that's outside the EU. So you're subject to customs and VAT duties and all that kind of stuff um, at the border. And and then they also have a, an issue with um, just transport in general. You know, we see on the news about no fuel in the UK and all the rest of it. So there is massive delays as well. And that's why I guess the news is out there that if you do need to order something, um, obviously shop in Ireland.ie is your first port of call. Uh, but if you need to order something that we don't sell, say the big electronics items and things that might be coming in from overseas, you do really need to start thinking about it early this year. Mm, Otherwise, that... there's going to be some very disappointed kids on Christmas morning. Yes, because Santa can do his best, but there's only so much the man can do. Um, when you are talking about Christmas, what kind of shopping are you talking about? Well, I mean, on our site, we do everything. Um, but what we do uh, a lot of is personalized products. So because our items are a lot of them are handmade or locally produced, the they're personalized with your name or your details or there's there's and, and getting in your orders early because last year our sellers just were overwhelmed by demand and and getting orders in early for those kind of really, you know, kind of heartfelt gifts um, is a really good idea. And then obviously, again, if you do have to order uh, big items from overseas, you really do need to um, think about it straight away. And I'm talking about, you know, the the games consoles or whatever that is in short supply um, mm. because the, the shipping delays are absolutely brutal at the moment. And Unpost is really warning against that. There's not much they can do, you know. Yeah, so in other words, what you have to do is you have to get in early and get in often. And that's potentially good news for Irish suppliers because that means that they're able to plan with a bit of certainty. If they get their orders in, they could be guaranteed a good end of the year. Of course, and you can order now and set your delivery for um, you know, Christmas week if you want. It's just getting just being that little bit organized um just to help those businesses spread out the load as well. Um, last year we had people who uh, advertised through our platform and within you know a week they had sold out of their entire Christmas stock and that was like early October mid-October so you know we kind of want to avoid those big crashes happening this year and and just get get a bit organized like I said and it gives you more options as well more there'll be more availability for those kind of personalized items and things as well if you order early. Well, there's loads of Christmas stuff up on the website. Anyway, you're not messing. Um, <laughs> there, there, there's a foodie hamper, which I'm intrigued by. That's up at the very start. I always love talking about food. It's one of my favourite things. I'm so what's total, in the foodie hamper? I'm a total foodie myself, Jonathan. So that's why I put together the foodie hamper first. Um, so basically, uh, we had a lot of um, feedback last year from our customers who saw all the different food items being produced and being sold through our site. But either, you know, couldn't choose which to pick or the shipping can be expensive. Um, so they can be paying like four euros or something for one jar of, you know, sauce or something. So what we decided to do this year was, was just take some of those products and put them together in a nice hamper. And that way, every product in there has been made, handmade by a very small business all around Ireland. 
and um, there's about I think eight or nine counties involved there and um, and it gives you you know a nice a really nice gift to get but also if you're doing hampers for your business that you work in and it's your job to you know make the hampers this year or whatever to organize them it's just a nice you know there's a backstory for every single product in that hamper and you'll get a that will be included in the hamper with you know the little story of who you're buying from because this money goes direct into the hands of those people and mm. it's just a kind of a feel good factor as well as of course the delicious products because they really are delicious i've it sampled look, them all yeah, it, it really does and i'm just browsing the website while i'm talking to you it's got loads of quirky clever little things that one of the things that came up here was a hurley holder uh, and anyone who's got hurleys in the house when you're not falling over them you'd like them to be hung up on the wall and that's something there uh, it's uh, even... it's a fantastic product actually that man's from douglas and cork and his business is booming thanks to shop in ireland so yeah i'd imagine he, he he probably kept falling over hurleys like I do in my house as well and then you've got things like a hurley cake topper where you can put your, your child's name uh, on top of cake in, in a hurley so if you have a hurley fanatic and they're just two of the products I found by clicking onto the website it really is great Christmas or any time of the year shop in Ireland Dot .ie is the website and uh, look it's been fabulous to hear all about it Teresa Vanderbilt thanks so much for joining us thanks a million Jonathan the only show in town for Cork Business Red Business Now, my next business is an eco-friendly period product subscription service that's based in Cork. It was set up in April of this year with its founders saying they want to create a plastic-free sustainable solution for women. The company is called Riley and one of its co-founders is Anya Kilkenny, who's with me now. Hi, Anya. Hi, Jonathan. How are you? I'm very well. Thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Tell us a little bit about the product. What's different? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. So uh, we have a range of tampons and pads available to order through our website and which is shipped directly to our customers' doors. But as you say, these products are different. They're exactly what women are used to using. However, the makeup of Riley products is a key differentiator. So our products are made with 100% certified organic cotton and have no toxins or chemicals and are completely vegan friendly also, which means they're better for women's bodies and also better for for the planet. Okay, um, so it's the kind of thing that people would like to do, uh, get rid of the plastic, use stuff that's biodegradable, but does it come at a cost and is that cost excessive in the minds of many consumers? So our monthly boxes start on our website at €6.90 for a monthly box and we ship throughout Ireland. We also have partnered with a charity in Kenya called Development Pomoja, and one euro for every box sold is also um, given to, to that charity as well, as, as we want to be able to support per- period poverty in what we're doing. So um, one euro from every box is also sold to that. But it's actually, when compared with supermarket products, um, there isn't too much of a price comparison. Yeah, obviously my background is fairly limited in this, just <laughs> limited to speaking to women that I know, but the the price thing was a big thing, wasn't it? That, you know, the argument being if, if men had periods every month, everything would be an awful lot cheaper, but you're providing a product that you know is sustainable for the environment. Is that message resonating with the consumer base? Yeah, I think so, Jonathan. And don't worry, I don't expect it. You're not our target market, so I don't expect you to know too much about it. <laughs> 
Um, but I do think we have been blown away by the support we have gotten since we've launched on the 27th of April this year. Um, we've hit over a thousand sales and we're absolutely delighted with seeing um, the amount of women who, who have come out to say they want to um, use more eco-friendly period products. I think that a lot of women want period products that are eco-friendly, but that will suit their lifestyle. So instead of changing to a um, moon cup or reusable underwear, they want products that they're used to using for their whole lives, but have the eco-friendly element. So we've been blown away by the amount of people who have been um, making the switch from more mainstream brands to an eco-friendly alternative. The monthly thing uh, is is significant here because that's how a lot of US marketing companies work. Uh, and again, going to something that I know from listening to adverts, shaving kits. That yeah. you sign up for a subscription service that gives you a shaving kit once a month. It arrives in the post. You don't have to worry about remembering it at the shop. It just turns up on the doorstep. It's a tried and trusted model, but funnily enough, not one that has targeted women in the same way that men are targeted. I know it's so interesting and I think that like the US are a lot further along with their subscription model they have everything on subscription um, and I think that we're kind of coming around to that idea and especially I think COVID had a big um, impact on that as well with everything being delivered to our door and that that people are taking are getting more involved with the subscription model but on that, the idea for Riley really came about um, because of our need for, for convenience, for myself and my uh, two co-founders. We were we found ourselves with Aperia products and um, we were looking, you know, we wanted to, we, we had nothing on hand, no period products on hand. And then we said, you know, how is this not a subscription service? We're busy working women. How do we still have to think about this? This is something that happens to us every single month without fail how do we not have this coming to our door mm. the, the idea of pushing for plastic free sustainable solutions that that's an easy thing to include here but what happens if another alternative model sets up that still uses the traditional products that are out there provides a subscription service and undercuts you a bit is the sustainable thing a, a, enough of a draw do you think to keep riley in the position that it's in yeah, absolutely. I think the eco-friendly um, aspect of our company is incredibly important to us. It's one of our core values. So we will obviously um, be continuing to push for the eco-friendly aspect. Um, I think when you look at the statistics um, of what women are using, a woman uses 11,000 non-recyclable tampons in her lifetime, which equals to 5,500 plastic bags, which really is shocking. So I think that as much as another company can come and the mainstream companies can come and do a subscription service, the eco-friendly element is incredibly important. Um, and that's what we love to see women swapping over to this and, and reducing their impact okay. on the environment as well. You obviously have half uh, of the global population are women. Yeah. Uh, not all of them would be availing of these products at the same time, yeah. but it's a huge marketplace. Where, where do you see it leveling off for you? I mean, you're obviously doing well in the Irish market, but have you global ambition with this? Oh, absolutely, um, Jonathan, we do. We are, as we said, we only... Um, we only started on the 27th of April and we've already had orders from Ireland, the UK and throughout Europe. We are going to start pushing marketing um, throughout Europe at the end of this year and start of next year as well. And then we're looking at going um, global after that. So going into the States, our products um, have 
all of the necessary health and safety certifications that they need. But also in the United States, a tampon is seen as a medical device and our products are already FDA approved, which is great. So we're looking forward to global domination. Okay, well, we wish you the best of luck at that. Uh, starting out at Cork and indeed out of Republic of Works, where, where we hang around ourselves yeah, sometimes, absolutely. as it has yeah. been known. Um, Riley is the name of the business. We are Riley, R I L E Y dot com is the website address if you want to find out more. But for now, Anya Kilkenny, co founder of Riley, thanks for joining us on Red Business. Thank you so much, Jonathan. My thanks, as always, to all of my guests. Don't forget you can download every episode of the podcast from redextra.ie. Kieran McDonough was the producer, and we'll catch you on the next one. Red Business, Cork's exclusive business podcast.